Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Surely this has to be the final episode of the Magic Porridge Pot Odyssey. Uh, We said that last time, but it wasn't. There's only something like 14 pages left in the book. Surely we can finish it off this time, surely! Um... Just a bit of a, a update on where we were up to. The magic porridge pot, of course, was given to the little girl uh, by the old woman in mm. the woods. Uh, if you want porridge, you just say cook, little pot, cook, and it spews out porridge. You've got to say stop, little pot, stop, in order for it to stop. The little girl has gone out for a walk in the woods again, probably to walk off all the porridge she's been eating. Her idiot widow mother... Has decided to treat herself to a and bit of porridge. And it's not often you would call a widow an idiot. No, not at all. Not at all. So it's a this very is a very widow. extreme case. We never actually mm. talked about the attractiveness of this widow, but perhaps that's a sidetrack. Did we not? I, I can't remember what she looks She's like because you've got the copy of the book. Can you show me well, the we widow? About, we were uh, talking about a headscarf, weren't we? Because Andy, I said there was that. F- can you show what? me the widow? The widow looked surprised. Yeah, she's pretty fit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, she's um, it's got a bit of a Hattie Jakes kind of vibe going on. Mm. Which I'm into. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, doctor, so... <laughs> can't you see? So... <laughs> I'd like to be wooed. You can be as wooed as you like with me. <laughs> So she's there. She's she's activated the pot, and the porridge has come out, and she doesn't know how to stop it, and it's gone on and on, and it's flooded the streets. The little mouse that we saw earlier on is there in his boat, sailing about in a lake of porridge. Uh, there's a man up next to his windmill who's shaking his fist because he's livid. Fuck's sake! going to be drowned. Um, and people are standing on the town square statue, and there's a little cat there who's lapping away at the porridge. There's a fella sailing about in a barrel with a stick. Um, and it just says, Soon all the houses in the street were full of porridge. And still the little pot went on, cooking more and more porridge. Uh, whoa, hang on. The next page says the same thing. What, they doubled The text that? on the next page is, is exactly era? the same. Soon nearly all the... Oh, no, hang on. What? What the hell's going on? I feel like you've lost Page control of the, of the magic porridge pot. Page 36. Soon all the houses in the street were full of porridge and still the little pot went on cooking more and more porridge. Page 38. Soon nearly all the streets in the town were full of porridge. Oh, right. we've gone from houses in the street to yeah. streets in now the town. The streets in so, the town. Sorry, okay. my apologies. Expanding. And then you see a, a, a kind of a wider it's, shot. It's mad. It reminds me of those of floods town. that took place in... Well, there's floods every year, isn't there? But there was a particularly bad spate of them in about 2000 and... Seven two thousand and eight, 
and right. you know you just see everyone there's always a what 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 are the the news imagery there's a sort of an established set of tropes now for flooding isn't there so there'll always yeah. be um a bloke who looks a bit like he enjoys playing and watching rugby in shorts and a rugby top up to his waist drinking a pint of bitter outside the pub <laughs> and raising a glass to the BBC camera yeah. and say, ha, I'm just a classic British eccentric. Won't let a bit of flooding stop but get between yeah. me and my pint of ale. I'm not going to be beaten by the flood. Yeah. My yeah. grandfather wasn't beaten by the Nazis and I won't be bit, bit, beaten by this bloody water. That's probably a exactly. result of the EU anyway. Yeah. I'm not being funny, but I feel like the sort of people who are really up for resisting floods and all that sort of stuff are also very Brexity. That's just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, if there was a Venn diagram, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, and there's often people in uh, rowing boats, isn't there? Or like makeshift rowing boats. There will be some of that boats. going on, yeah. 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 Um, there's often people drinking you'll, you'll pints. See, you'll, see, you'll see footage of someone trying to drive a car yeah. through it before it gets too deep and yeah. obviously them getting oh, stuck and then oh, they get out and everyone's like yeah. oh and you always imagine someone like Sue Barker or Claire Baldin commentating on it I mean they don't yeah. but they probably will there'll probably be a clip show at some point where it's just yeah, like to, to deer at the flood no one like likes a flood but we cannot deny that when a town or city but especially a town because they're more palatable than cities let's be honest or village <laughs> um when they do flood, it brings out the ruddy best in British eccentricity and community. Yeah. yeah, they love it. They love it, don't they? I bet Clarkson loves a good flood, a good British flood. Yeah, as long as it doesn't come to my bloody door. Yeah. Luckily, I'll, I've got... I'll go down. I'll go down to the town and and muck in. Yeah. And get involved and With help out floods. But uh, yeah. luckily, I got a uh, high-tech anti-flood house built some years ago. <laughs> when I did the Amazon deal, I built myself a uh, um, an anti-flood compound in the Cotswolds. <laughs> <laughs> no water can get in or out. Yeah. Uh, so there we are. All the streets in the town are full of porridge. It's a porridge town now. There's no going back, I don't think. Uh, all the people from all the houses came out into the streets. No one knew how to stop the little pot from cooking more porridge. It just went on and on, cooking more and more porridge. There's a little bit of the town which doesn't seem to be affected by porridge. So no, he's on a, a roof. There he's on, on a, a roof. But it is, oh, it's a cobbled street. It's coming his way, um, though. Yeah. He's pointing at the porridge, yes, yeah, and here it comes. Here it comes, everyone. Have you ever read um, Day of the Triffids? Day of the Triffids. No, is, I haven't, no. I, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, would have been when I, when I was like at primary school in the infants. Because I remember being like in the infants. Like, it must have been, I'm guessing, I mean, you'll probably Google this and tell me, but I reckon Day of the Triffids, the TV show, was like 1980, something like that. Probably, about, that's what I remember it being, yeah. Um, I think it, I was too scared to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so I would have been five, and I remember it being the sort of thing that, you know, it spread like wildfire. 1981. 1981, so I'd have been six, and everyone in, in the yeah. playground. and that, So I'm in infants, right? And I guess what they call now, like, year two or something like that. And yeah. and it's going around the playground. There's this show on called Day of the Triffids. It's about killer plants, and it's the scariest thing you've ever fucking seen, right? And, <laughs> and there's a lot of pretending you'd seen it if you hadn't. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm allowed to fucking watch what I want. Right. But I hadn't seen it. But what I had seen, I'd had lots of fucking scary talk and I'd seen some trailers on the BBC. or Yeah, it was on the BBC, wasn't it? 
yeah. this Thursday. And and it was like Vincent Price did the continuity announcements for all TV in the fucking 80s when I was a kid. It'd be like some really scary man. This Thursday on BBC Two, the Triffids are back in Day of the Triffids. And then there'd be a clip and there'd be something like, oh, fucking hell, the Triffids going to get me blind. <laughs> right. So scary. Yeah. So it always, like, I was just really scared of it. And then a few years ago, I was in a, uh old second-hand shop in the Isle of Wight, and there was an old paperback of Day of the Triffids. And I thought, well, I've always been too scared to go near that. I thought, nah, fuck it, I'm on my holidays. I think, I, I'm, you know, I was by this... <laughs> I'm a grown I was, man. I was like 44, 45, I thought, yeah. I think I'm I'm old enough, big enough and strong enough now... Just about. ...to yeah. read Day of the Triffids without having a breakdown. Well, it is astonishingly good. It's one of the best books I've read, but it is also really scary. And the reason I bring it up is that um, the... Yeah, I mean, John Wyndham, I think probably when I was reading it, like, quite a few years ago, I talked about it on the podcast... I'd never read any. So I read that and then I read, like, I just became hooked on him and I'd never really read, like, sci-fi or anything. But I read about Mm. fucking five of his books back to back because they were so good. They're, like, really well written. Uh, He's got a lovely, like, style and the stories are just fucking amazing. Like, they're mind fucks, right? I think we said we were going to dive Dear the Triffids at one point. It's worth it. Here does it go. And the other one, of course, is the Midwich Cuckoos, which they um, recently adapted that for TV with Keely Horse, which I didn't watch. Apparently it was a bit shit. But as the book is astonishingly good. They turned it into a film, didn't they? Village of the Damned. But they're they're all very diveable stories because it's like he writes them like very ordinary stories. Like there's no drama in his writing. They're like old-fashioned English kind of the language he uses and the pacing. It's like you're just reading a a nice, pleasant English novel about village life. And then all of a sudden, something absolutely fucking batshit goes down, right? Yeah. And it's that juxtaposition that fucking throws you nut. And the magic porridge pot, strong John Wyndham vibes, right? Because it reminds me of the Triffids. Because in Day of Triffids, it's like, you think, it's all right. It's not going to touch us. And then suddenly, it's fucking, they're coming closer all the time. And it's spreading and you've lost control. And you thought you were safe, but you're not fucking safe. Because these Triffids, it turns out, can fucking move. So unlike most plants who just stay in their roots, these these triffids have evolved for their roots to be able to basically get up and fucking walk and chase you. <laughs> it's a bit like COVID in late 2019 when it, we were all like, ah, oh, oh, look at all those Chinese people locked in their houses. Silly cats. Suds. Yeah. Uh, we'll be all right now. It's not going to come over here, is it? Silly cats. And then, oh. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love a Chinese, but those silly bastards, they've been eating bats. What did I expect? <laughs> and then I'll, it was I'll like... I'll stick to sweet and sour pork, thanks all the same. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, now I've got COVID. How'd that happen? Yeah, yeah, January 2020, one case of COVID was found in a hotel in York. It was like, oh... Ah, never mind, it'll go away. I'll pro- they'll stay <laughs> yeah. in their room for a couple of days, it'll be all right. <laughs> no, look at us. Yeah, they never... But that's true. I remember saying to my I said to my missus, this is like fucking John Wyndham's story, because it's that sort of things mm. like, they always start with that it could never happen here, and then it fucking yeah, yeah. happens, you know? Yeah. Um. So there it is, there's the fella having a look, because the, the porridge pe- is about... People to still say it. that now about porridge. They read this book and they think, oh, it's just a children's story. It could never happen yeah. here. We could never... In 2022, with all the technology, mm. right, we have at our disposal, right, and all the know-how and wisdom, 
people yeah. say, and I hear people saying it all the time. You hear them on phone-ins on LBC and stuff like that. They call up and they go, I'm sorry, but the magic porridge pot is just a child's story and it could never happen here, right? Well, think on, because yeah. it, you, when you read this story, you're thinking it's it's just fiction or a fairy tale. It's not. There could be an out-of-control porridge pot at any time. Porridge yeah, pots now, this. you can get them in... It's like slow cookers in, in John Lewis. They're so technologically advanced. Who's to say that the, all the Russians can... Because they hack your home now, don't they? Because there's the Internet of, of course Things. Of course they do. Yeah, so it's they really could, easy. The Russians could hack into your porridge pot and make it go mad, right? And then yeah. they go, we flood we flood UK with porridge, stupid bastard English people. Now we see how they like being drowned in their own porridge. Totally, you just don't know. And then, how are you going? Look at that there. How are you going to stop that when that's in the streets? Wait, how we, do have, you switch that we off? haven't got the infrastructure. And actually, I happen to know that when New Labour was still in, they had committed the Home Office and uh, uh, whoever the last um, Labour Home Secretary was. Right? They they'd committed billions to an infrastructure specifically designed to combat an outbreak of porridge flooding across the UK. And what did the Tories do? As soon as they came in with their austerity measures, they axed that, right? They axed it. Which now means we are defenceless should the Soviets... And yes, I still call Russia the Soviets because as far as I'm concerned, they still are, right? They still are. The Soviets will hack in to our slow cookers, our rice cookers, our porridge pots, and dare I say it, even our air fryers, right? And flood yeah. this country with all sorts of different foodstuffs, and we will be completely defenceless. The government used to run a porridge pot uh, simulation mm. every, yeah. I think it was every three years. Yeah, back back of in course. the day, they haven't, you know, just to to map out what would happen. They haven't we, done one. We used to do it at school. Do you remember in the eighties? Yeah. Even Thatcher had us doing it at school drills. Yeah, mm. you have to get up and stand on your desk, wouldn't you? Yeah. And they haven't done it. They haven't done a simulation since twenty eleven. Yeah. So, no, well, know, that's the thing. They're leaving, us, they're leaving us exposed and none of us know or care until it happens. And the, the PPE, they haven't got any of that porridge prevention equipment. There's none no. of that in stock. They'll be scrambling um, so to, to get that, won't they? They'll be scrambling to buy yeah. it from Turkey. Now we're out of the EU, it'll make it really difficult to get access to any of it. Expensive, yeah. yeah. I mean, be, fucking be careful. Be careful. Listen keep, to this story. I'm not saying throw out your porridge pot, by the way. Enjoy your porridge. Keep your porridge pot. But just fucking yeah. make sure that your home is sort of protected. Keep an eye on the fucker. Mm. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. So there it is. The people in the town began to think that soon all the world would be filled with porridge. Look Fuck. at them. Yeah. All the world. Look, one of them shout, he's got My up a ladder God. to talk to a woman who's in a high building. He's pointing. He's literally she's going trapped. to, I tell you what. I wouldn't be half surprised the whole world got swamped in this shit. He said, can I come in there? Because you're upstairs and I think you're, you're good for a while. I, I don't think come the porridge is going to get this high. For us to eat. But uh, I'm going to need to come up there and kip with you, maybe. Maybe in your bed. Um, So it's chaos. There's a priest there. Can you see him? Yeah, the priest is the church. Where's your God now, on. mate? Where is your God you now, do? exactly? It, yeah. he's, he's thinking, fuck it, I don't know, I'm questioning everything here. Surely yeah. a god would, if, if there was a, a kind, benevolent god, 
like the sort that I've been worshipping my whole life. Yeah. Would he truly have allowed this to happen? And let this happen. Is it a test? No. Is it a sign? I don't know. I think I might renounce my faith. That's what he's thinking. Mm. Maybe it's just time to turn to Satan. Um, <laughs> so there Maybe we are. Play a lot with Satan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then here she comes. The little Uh-oh. girl returns she's, from the woods. She's like, "What the fuck's been happening here?" Then yeah, I've already been gone half an hour. Look at the state of this. She says, uh, it says, just as the porridge was reaching the last house in town, the little girl came back from her walk and the uh, the, the two mice that we've got now are floating about in a cup and saucer in uh, the porridge, right on the outskirts of town. She's just coming back in from the woods and she looks a bit um, startled at what's happening and not surprised either. So over the page, uh, we'll see what happens next. Page 46. It says, at first, she could not tell what had happened to the town. Well, I mean, you wouldn't, would you? That, that's Nobody Whoa. expected this. What's happened here? Oh, it, yeah. looks like, it looks like there's just loads of porridge, but that can't be right. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, there's a mother holding the pot, which is still spilling porridge at everywhere. Look Whoa. at the mother's face. The idiot widow. Yeah, she's like, ah. Oh. Fuck's sake. Yeah, she's going, Mom. What did you do? I don't know. I don't think it was my fault. It just started being porridge everywhere. I, Fuck's sake. But by this point, would she not have just considered smashing the cunt off the floor? Breaking it <laughs> into a million bits. Do you know she what I mean? might not have had the equipment to do that. No, it's a pretty sturdy like, pot. Well, a couple streets. I think you could easily drop a porridge pot from yeah. quite a height and smash it up. But anyway, um, at first she could not tell what had happened to the town. Uh, Please stop the little pot from cooking any more porridge, cried her mother. (laughs) No, that's not the line. The fucking line is, stop, little pot, stop. You don't say to it, please stop cooking any more porridge. (laughs) It's still the instruction book. So uh, the little girl said, uh, stop, little pot, stop. And then, at last, the little pot did stop cooking porridge. And there we can see everyone gathered around looking very happy with that. You've got Robin Hood there. Mm. Uh, there's a, a bald monk by the looks of things. Uh, a couple of kids. Yeah, that's right. Up. I noticed Robin Hood's turned up late in the day to try and steal yeah, some what's glory. what's Robin Hood doing there? Elbow his way to the front of the photo opportunity. Don't worry. I'm here. Yeah, that's right. It's me, Robin Hood, here to save yeah. the day again. What's been going yeah. on? Yeah, well, I've got some of the lads who I live with out in the forest to uh, fire some bow and arrows at the porridge, and that seems to have stemmed the tide of it for a while. And I also got Friar Tuck and Little John, because they're fat cunts, to eat as much of it as they could, and I seem to have fixed the whole situation. Fire the the bow and arrow into its guts, and that will probably kill it. Who's that with the white In my experience, there is nothing yet that cannot be solved by firing a bow and arrow at the problem. Who's, Who's that next to Robin Hood? Just some local, local she's girl. White head. She, she's got a special white head, like sort of like balaclava it's like, it's like on. An, an entire face wig. And she's but she's loving it. She's like, it's all over. Now we can go yeah. back to having fun. And the porridge is beginning to disappear. Weirdly, you'd think it would take a while to shift it, but it's like it's like it's melting like snow. Bizarre. Um. But then, oh, fucking hell, we've got to the end, I think. Porridge is funny stuff, though, isn't it, Andy? I mean, it's like 
Do you ever eat porridge in the morning while you're eating it? You think to yourself, like what? I tell you what I'm trying to say is, if you over, it's one of those things, a bit like eggs, I suppose, a lot of breakfast food. If you stop to think about what it is you're actually consuming, mm. it doesn't do you much good. You just got to get your head no, down no. and eat it. Because no. with porridge, you start to eat it and then you start to think, this is weird. Then you start to think, this is just like glue. I'm sort of eating glue yeah. in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it like pierced. it doesn't make yeah. sense. I'm eating this sort of weird paste. Like, what's it doing mm. inside my gut? What's it made? It's made of oats. Oats, and like, if you oh, add liquid to the oats, yeah. the oats kind of exude a sort of like a like really like a sort of a, a sort of a phlegm. <laughs> have we have we not advanced beyond this now? I know. I do think species? that. I mean, I have porridge about two or three times a week. And don't get right. me wrong, I don't mind having it for breakfast and it feels quite healthy, but while I'm eating it sometimes, I think, yeah, this is sort of like what they ate in olden times. Gruel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've just got some old dried oats and just put some water on them and now you're eating yeah. it. That said... That's what they give prisoners. There's, there's porridge and porridge. <laughs> the best bowl of porridge I had was probably at that fucking um, Premier Inn just on the outskirts of Edinburgh last year when we were on tour. After I'd, and, it, and God knows I needed it because the night before I'd been accosted by those car park people. Oh, you had, yeah. So yeah. it had been a stressful night. And in the morning I went to the restaurant, the Premier Inn, and, you know, I'm just expecting my usual cooked breakfast that I have every day when we're on tour, to be honest, right? Yeah. It's not, be- it's not great for my nutrition being on tour, but I just have the veggie breakfast every morning. But because this was Scotland, that I just went, I'll have the veggie breakfast. They said, fine. And then they went, will you be having a bowl of porridge first? I said, you what? They said, will you have a bowl of porridge first? And I nearly said to them, no, I said I'd have the veggie breakfast. But they were sort of making out, well, yeah, but obviously you're in Scotland, so you have a bowl of porridge prior to yeah. anything. That, that That's standard. Have your porridge first, then have what your it's, actual breakfast it's is. It's your starter. It's the equivalent of your exactly. soup. Exactly. Yeah. And I went, yeah, all right. And I thought, fucking hell, that's just like bonus porridge. It was it was an extra price, by the way, Andy. It's the t- £10 standard for a Premier in breakfast, isn't it? Right? Yeah. That, yeah. And this was not served out of the buffet where there was one pot of porridge where it just get you a spoon it in. It's been there under heaters all morning. Yeah. They went off. They made me a fresh bowl of porridge. They brought it to my table. I scoffed it down. Best bowl of porridge I've ever eaten, mate. Good. Was there anything in it? Did you put no. any honey or jam? Or I think I, no. I put a little bit of honey in it, but I think, I right. don't know, the Scots tend to make it, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Scottish listeners, but I think they're not, they make it with water and sometimes a pinch of salt in it. They make it better because they've been they doing make, it longer. It's, it's, their, it's, it's their thing and it is yeah. much better up there from, from my experience. Good, good. I'll, I'll look out for someone we're in Glasgow this week. Yeah. But there, this is the final page. It says, anyone who wants to go to that town now will have to eat his way through a lot of porridge. Oh, and oh. Of it's nice because the the, there's a wide shot here of this village on the top of a hill and there's loads of porridge everywhere. Um, but it it's makes it there. look a bit like a sort of Swiss mountaintop scene, Snow doesn't it? mountain scene. And you've got a couple of intrepid explorers there approaching the town. Uh, and obviously they've had a look and gone, fuck me. We're going to have to eat our way through this place. And they're the little, um, the little cats, I think, at the bottom there, uh, with some musical instruments because mm. now everything's okay. You see that? Oh yeah, a, no one, no, one's a caterpillar, mate. Is it? Oh, my eyes not so good. Did you say they were cats? 
One's a caterpillar. Oh, it is, yeah. And the other one's like a ladybird or something. Oh, they're insects. But they've got hats on. Well, I don't know what to tell you, mate. This is the this book is the magic porridge pot, so there's a lot of stuff that doesn't strictly conform to Can like suspend disbelief. rational yeah. thought. I suppose you're right. You're sounding like uh, my dad here about every film ever made. Well, well Jaws, Jaws, a gigantic shark that's eating everyone off the coast of an island. Don't be ridiculous. Do they think we're stupid? Well, if we've learned anything, it's that I need to start putting my reading glasses on when we do these these dives. Um, so that's the book. That was 15 pence net in uh, the olden days. Um, has it got a date in it? Oh, it hasn't. Yeah, it's 1971. Ladybird, well-loved tales, as we've told before, retold by Vera Southgate. M-A, uh, B-Com. So she's uh, got an M-A in, in B-Com, whatever that well, is. Good luck to us. So there well we go. Um, it's just slightly shorter than usual episode, but that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you do really fucking long ones, like on uh, Monday. Yeah. So um, we'll that's dive it. something else next week. Porridge pot done. Will next week's deep dive be breakfast-related? We just might don't know. Maybe it'll be might, Day of the Triffids. Don't might know. Be. Might well it be. It might yeah. be. Um, oh, I was thinking this morning. Yeah, I can't remember why it came into my head, but I remembered that Rhubarb and Custard was probably the best programme ever made. And I thought, yeah. oh, we haven't deep-dived that, and that's amazing. And I can't actually remember what the plot lines were. I just obviously remember the amazing theme tune. And yeah. just the brilliant animation, how it was just about two fucking nutters. But I can't remember what yeah. tended to happen. Usually they just... Yeah. Were they mates or did they antagonise each other? Dad, they were well, just getting up with stuff in the garden. The, and there this was, is the, the bir- stuff the birds that we, were involved that we as might well. investigate. So it might be that we yeah. could do a uh, deep dive into just one episode of Rhubarb and Custard. Yeah. And of course, fantastic narration by Richard Bryars. Yeah, oh, yeah, we should. I think we should go so and look, go. look deeper into that. We'll try and do that. that then. Yeah, next time Rhubarb and Custard. Um, in this strand of the podcast, which is increasingly about children's stories. Yeah. <laughs> which are the best stories? They are, yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody, and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.